She's probably all sweaty and hot and bothered. And or is that no? Might not be, no, no, might not be a good no. idea. That might get me in trouble. Let's put it this way: yeah, you I, have no idea. I need a couch to sleep on. You no, no. Yeah, see, you're not over. even in. You're I'm not even over. in the same arena. I'm coming over tonight. So. You have no clue. None. Zero. <laughs> is everything off out there? Yeah. And the door shut. Yeah. Okay. I might be sleeping on that couch. Yeah, you tell me about it. Then I'm you have sure to kick out be. Evan. Yeah. Gross. Who sleeps in here? I'm, I was joking. Ah. I'm driving in oh, my car. car. I turn on the, the radio. radio. I pull you closer. closer. You, but you say no. no. But when we kiss, <laughs> I'm on fire. <gasps> oh, I have a question. I'm a big capitalist. I have a question. You know, Reavers, your wife might be able to answer it. Well, why don't you ask her? If she's talking I, to her. Yeah, she's not talking to me, so why don't you ask her? What did her? you do? Well, Rook, how long have you known I don't want to know. <laughs> why do the heads of health care providers make so much money? Joe, no, there's no group of people who hate the health care system more than employees that work in the health care system. Just it's so it's so freaking corrupt. I don't understand everything I mean, about I'm it. I'm all for the guy next door making more than me or making as much as possible. But how come the head of a health care provider, yep. like Fairview Southdale or Sanford Health it. or whatever, yep. they make hundreds of millions of dollars. Yep. I don't get it. They should cut their salary and hire some more staff is what they should do, especially in the case of Sanford. I think Fairview really dodged a bullet there. In an effort to... According to people in the know, Fairview dodged a bullet. Yeah, that's... Isn't that what I just said? That is what you just said. <laughs> yeah, I've had experience uh, with both. Complete, and, uh, quick left I, I turn. Far I mean, an aspirin pervert. costs 15 bucks. I uh, but this prefer Fairview. this living on Lake Minnetonka... With a fleet of two hundred thousand dollars, it's analogous. And he's making sixty million a year. It's analogous yeah. to big education. It's the same problem. You're sounding like a euphoria. It's too but top heavy. Here's the deal: they're not taxpayer um, paid, right? So well, why don't we just say, "Yeah, well, congratulations to you." You know, I, well, what do we care? Because we don't care what athletes no, make. We do, don't care what race car drivers yeah, yes. make. Only politicians. No. Are taxpayer paid and teachers? <laughs> yes, you should give it, damn Kenny, because this is why healthcare costs are so high. Oh, oh, well, when you put it that way, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, I don't right. have time to do it now, but I, I have to tell you what John and I discussed post show via the cell phone. Well, it was uh, baseball. No. And that pitcher yeah, makes for goddamn much Diego money, and uh, the guy's got a pulled groin, and then NFL, and uh, music related. Oh, here's another difference, Rook. You got a note that says, "I hate you right now." Yeah. The words "right now." Uh, right, All yes. the rest of us don't have the right now. Right. It's just I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys even get a response. I'm not even talked to currently. Yo. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I get the F. I've you. never had a right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we should run that past the council. Well, we are. Oh, did you did you give him the no, background when, when I was on the in. phone? I'm going to tell the council, but right. I'll figure out a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Rook comes in, he's down in the mouth. I'm and in all in seriousness, he says, oh. oh, man, I'm in hot water. And he said, yeah. I considered not even coming in. 
I believe. Wow. That. Wow. My, he said my daughter's moving and and uh, my moving wife, out, moving out and yes. moving into an apartment where the it's elevators big. don't happen to be working today. So my wife and other people are helping. Uh, haul her stuff up four flights of stairs, and my wife texted me, I hate you right now. The elevators aren't working. You should be here. And, and both Reavers and I said that you're not in trouble. That's that's. No, that's I it. said, Matt, this is when you respond with a LOL or a ha, 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 no, you sucker. Kenny, you know what would get her even more? The thumbs up response. Or the water swept, the sweat or, thing, and then the thumbs up. But Matthew, he doesn't just what he doesn't know what being in trouble is. And just that, send the and that isn't being in trouble. No, that's, that's a completely different dynamic no, in the marriage close. relationship that has nothing to do with being in trouble. Uh uh so never again report to me something similar to that and then try to <laughs> pretend you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Just send back K. Just the letter K. I think the thumbs oh up would piss her off even more. Yeah, she uh, that might give her a little fuel. I would have, would have come up with some sort of emoji. I would report on you some of the times I've been in trouble, but it's yeah. it's pretty bad. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> I can't go public can't with broadcast it. it. No. <laughs> All right, Joe, you just have the aqua. Kenny, mm -hmm. I need Maple Grove, Seafoam, and Moon today. Remember what Orville used to say? Deny. Lie, lie, lie. I thought it was deny. Deny, deny, deny. 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 Or it was yeah. <laughs> Say that again, Chris. Seafoam. Seafoam, Maple Grove, and Moon Motorsports. All right. And Rook, uh, I will at some point need a Minnesota Masonic. If you're still around. I mean, yeah. you know, if you run out of here yeah, I don't clutching know. your panties. <laughs> Suchi Boy, you ready? Uh, yes. I am rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1,121, July 28, 2023. 100 degrees on this day in 1955. They had a string of those back in 1955. She was a nice summer. 50 degrees on this day in 1981. I've been getting testimonials from people uh, heralding the effects of Aquaside products on their swimming beach. Here's the beauty of Aquaside. It works. Uh, think about that. Right. I mean, you advertise, well, we don't advertise, but advertise any products that don't work. But many people do. Aquaside works. I've seen it. Mm -hmm. Their products are easy to use. They're made in White Bear Lake. They've been keeping beaches free of weeds and crud and unwanted vegetation for more than 60 years, the products have been vetted. They're safe for you, the family, and your fish. And uh, i got news for you. There's a lot of swimming season left. There's still time to make your beach the envy of the shoreline if it isn't already. Take your cell phone down to the waterfront. Tell Aquas Call Aquaside. Tell them what you're looking at. They'll help you understand the problem and get you the right products. Call Aquaside at one 800 328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com for a solution that'll actually work. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king. 
fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Yesterday, we got a cheerful note from Mr. Green Machine Number 9, our demolition derby driver, Matt, who mm-hmm. represents Garage Logic with Garage Logic on the side of his car. And he listened yesterday, as I said, his car's so beat up, I can't even tell what it is. And he writes back, I just listened. The car is what's left of a 2001 Chevy Lumina. <laughs> as you can see in the photo, I have a good solid roll of lime green duct tape holding the driver's door shut. The stepladder in the back is actually an ATV ramp that I now use as a car ramp for my trailer because I lost a ramp somewhere on Highway 94 in St. Paul last summer. Tell Reavers that due to cars being hard to find and get for a reasonable price <clears throat> nowadays that I only have a few on hand right now. Other, otherwise, I would run at more fairs. You were wondering yeah, about, Rice uh, County. about his yeah. appearance at other fairs. Hopefully I can get the win on Sunday. He'll be in Anoka on Sunday at the Anoka County Fair. Cheer on Mr. Green Machine Number 9, Matt, who, uh, through the goodness of his heart, uh, races on behalf of Garage Logic. So I also have another co- follow-up At some point, question. he's got to ask us for some money. Wait, for advertising? No, just to help him keep the car uh, afloat. Um, I got a five or six bucks. Um, I've you don't tried. like that idea? No, I, no I, abs- I absolutely love that idea. Yeah. But upstairs isn't going to let you do it. Well, they I've don't tr- do that? I'm, I've, I've tried. Oh. Yeah. Well, you're I, on your own, man. Sorry. Yeah, you're screwed, buddy. But I was wondering, because of his theme with the vehicle and the Garage Logic Association, why green? That color has never been associated with GL, in my, has it? Who cares? It's Look, probably whatever house paint he had available. You're, you're the big theme well, problem Well, maybe that 2001 Lumina oh, there was you go. born as a green car. Sure. Lime yeah. green. Yeah, don't put too much thought into That's it, It's not Chris. a big Good deal. Good point. Yeah. Now I have a follow-up tool. This is wonderful. Kenny yesterday, uh, as he is wont, uh, dreamed up another scam. <laughs> and he was wondering, well, what was it, Kenny, if you could take uh, uh, skunk legs to a different state? <laughs> uh, South Dakota pays a bounty on tails from, like, say, raccoons and skunks, etc., predators that eat pheasant and duck eggs. Right. Oh, okay. So I was going to, you know, save up a year's worth of uh, raccoon tails, put yep. them in the freezer, yep. then find a friend in South Dakota, yep. s- split the cost, you know, okay. and, and it's uh, $10 a tail. It's, it pays really good. Well, here's Chris who writes, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. Kenny's admonition about his temptation of illegally importing varmint tails into South Dakota for the bounty Reminded me of my own brief opportunity to consider a form of mammal fraud. (laughs) It was the early 1990s, and I was a young teen. A buddy and I had pooled our resources and bought a dozen deathclaw gopher traps and had taken to trapping six miles of road ditches in Morkin Township near Moorhead, Minnesota. The township would pay a buck and a quarter per pair of front legs from wow. pocket gophers. Wow, in my day it was 10 cents. We'd catch the gophers, snip the legs, and were secretly stashing them in mom's deep freeze until the third Thursday of the month. And <laughs> yep. we'd take our legs down to the monthly meeting to collect the bounty. The first month that summer, there were three or four kids and a couple of old guys who turned in legs and made for an impressive pile of limbs in a garbage bag. My dad was, and I'm not using this guy's last name, 
My dad was and still is clerk of the township. So he wrote each of us a check and then headed home. My buddy and I followed his taillights home with our bicycles. And he has put, he had put a good distance on us when we saw him stop for 30 seconds or so. My buddy suggested he had stopped to take a leak, but I wondered. When we got to the place he had stopped, I looked for the telltale puddle on the gravel, and when I didn't find it, I told my buddy, watch this. I walked a few feet down into the ditch, and there they were, the entire oh. haul of gopher legs for the oh. month, begging to be picked up and yes. claimed for a yes. second time. Yes, yes, yes. yes. We had a long talk about it, and while I'd like to say our consciences prevailed, the fact that the old man had shown me where to hide the legs from mom in the back of the freezer made me think we probably wouldn't get away with it. Oh. Good luck, Chris. Oh, <laughs> almost. Isn't that something? Well, I'm glad a, he at least considered this larceny or whatever it is. This is a, a, a GL flavored show today with uh, emailers weighing in on a variety. And I've, it's not going to be all fun and games. I have two things for you to worry about. You know, you know what that proves, Joe? Huh. Both me and the writer of that email yeah. were honest GLers. That's right. We would never. Ever, I can't even say. Now it. here's a guy. Here's a person. CG, I think, taking issue with this, but help me understand the email. As I listened to the episode on seven twenty four, what's today? Monday. Yeah, Monday. 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 You have a problem with government workers who are remote workers in Minnesota. I have a question for you and most of your staff. What percentage of you actually work in a studio that doesn't Ooh. count as a studio at your home? Well, uh, Kenny, uh, only height works at home. Kenny goes to a remote studio that's not <laughs> I, his house. I do. Rookie, Joe, and Chris come into the studio. Uh, I'm not working remotely. Do we have to, do we have to tell the truth, though? Yeah. It, it is a home that I do own. It's it's a second home. Oh, I didn't know that. And it's a it's about you know a hundred yards from my home. It's a long walk. <laughs> no, I drive. I, the, I I drive that commute. During the blizzard, he'll he take a, a twine and he'll tie it to the house and yeah. to the building. Well, yeah. come on, this guy, style. Come on, yes. listen up. Okay. This guy's laying down the gauntlet. What percentage of you actually work in a studio that doesn't, and that doesn't count a studio at your home? I know you won't be fact-based and honest on what percentage you will give working in a studio in a building like you have in the past. I will tell you this. I work for a state, and it's not Minnesota. You complain about state workers being evil and all this failure education that they have. I've never complained about state workers being evil. No, so this some this guy's got a well. This, he's got a, he, there's you hit a sore spot. Let's yeah. hear him out. Let's you complain about state works being evil and all this failure education they have. No, I talk about the failed academy. Let I not go. only have a BA and an MBA in accounting. I work in the heart of the belly of the beast, according to your words. I live one hour and thirty minutes one way. I drive this all week. I bet most of your staff doesn't do this. The true non-liberals don't cry on air or social media. We actually do our work and worry about family and life. Maybe you should look in the mirror and rethink what you're trying to say uh, and accuse of the government works. Boy, if you're an accountant, I'm really glad uh, you're not a writer. 
Most of them are not what you call as have a great day, CG. I'm, I'm struggling to understand. Uh, CG, you wrote this so poorly that I'm, I'm struggling to understand what you're driving at. I think we're being accused of saying remote workers should fill up those office buildings back downtown. No, you were pointing out the hypocrisy that the people who don't work downtown are calling for those to come They're telling down. the rest of us right. to get back downtown, but they don't. But CG, I, I don't drive an hour and a half. I wouldn't be stupid enough to live an hour and a half from where I work. Hi, uh, how are you? Reavers is. In my defense, the home is old that I'm working out of is only used for a studio. That's right. So, And in my defense... Um, if Hubbard were to build a studio in my house, I'd never see any of you people in person ever again. Yeah. Much like me. Right. I'd go the Kenny route. So, um, uh, CG, well, we, we love you. We're glad you're a listener, yeah. but t- take another crack at what you're complaining at, because I can't really tell. Uh, I, I, I'm the mayor, and I show up every day in the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Can I take this one? Because I have I have a huge persecution complex, so I understand where he's coming from. It's a she or a he. We don't know. C-G- C-J? C-G. C-G. We weren't referring to you, the workers. We were referring to uh, the mayors and the people in charge who spew one sort of nonsense and then do the opposite. Absolutely. So you're in the clear. We weren't talking about Absolutely. you. Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Kath. Joe, I'm catching up on the pods, and last week a GLer emailed about the Canadian wildfires. His link was very interesting. Since I'm an early adopter of conspiracy theories, I've had, I too have had thoughts on how they will return mask mandates and stay-at-home orders. No good crisis should be wasted, and after all, it would be for our own good. Thanks to your daily history of temperatures, I've been reminiscing about prairie life in North Dakota. Day after day, week after week, my grandpa, dad, and uncles were in the sweltering heat planting and harvesting the fields with only their own sweat to cool them, thanks to the wind. There was no escape from the heat, not in the farmhouse or the barn or the car. They adapted and got the work done. Lives depended on their toughness. What has happened to us? It seems like we're afraid of everything. Heat, viruses, smoke, young people, work, gas stoves, the sun, the truth. I could go on and on. I have been walking daily in this dangerous heat and have found great pleasure in a burst of wind to cool my sweaty body. Mother Nature at her finest. Grateful for your 30 years of pushing back, Kathy. Huh. Okay. Those guys were tough guys back then. But we're not as tough. Kathy, you aren't. No. You're in trouble. I'd hate to be moving today. Yeah. I'd hate Kathy. to be walking up four flights of stairs moving your daughter in. Yeah, you'd be in trouble. Yeah, Kathy, your ancestors didn't have to deal with what we're dealing with, which, according to the UN, is global boiling. Breaking, Man-made global boiling. Breaking today, ladies and gentlemen, we no longer have global warming. We no longer have summer. We don't even any longer have climate change. We have global boiling. <laughs> this is according to that fraud who runs the UN. Google we should us. have some sort of sound effect. So every time you say global boiling, Wait, we have, we have bo- a boiling sound. Go to remember, your soundboard and find Remember chunks of soot? We yeah. need a sound. We, yeah. A la that. We need some kind of sound effect. How about. What's, what's uh, our hot uh, weather warning? Oh, I know. A, a tea, a tea uh, cup thing, a tea whistle, uh, a teapot whistle. Yeah. 
Wasn't it Operation Stay Cool? Yes, I think it was. You're listening to continuing coverage of Operation Stay Cool on the Garage Logic Radio Network. How many years ago was that? Well, well, when was Brad time. fired? <laughs> well, my point being that we must have been going through a hot spell. That was 2014, maybe? Global boiling. Hmm. Well, let me see something. We're waiting. Well, well let me see something here. Let he is a boil something. on the butt of humanity. That's <laughs> not it. That's not it. We don't have a boiling sound. On Tuesday, U.S. media outlets published a wave of stories about supposedly historic heat waves in Europe and North America. For example, the Washington Post published an article called Heat Waves in U.S. Europe Virtually Impossible Without Climate Change, Study Finds. Similarly, Axios published a story titled Historic and Enduring U.S. Heat Wave by the Numbers. Although certain parts of the U.S. have undoubtedly experienced strong heat waves this summer, there's no reason to believe these weather events are evidence that the world is hurtling towards a climate change catastrophe. In fact, I'm reading from Fox News because you're not going to read this in the Mm -hmm. Washington Post. Uh, In fact, the best available evidence suggests that heat waves recorded a century ago were more problematic than anything we're seeing today. Uh, Government researchers have been tracking heat waves for more than 100 years. According to data from the U.S. Climate Change Science Program, which is made available by the Environmental Protection Agency, the annual heat wave index for the contiguous 48 states was substantially higher in the 1930s than at any point in recent years. In some years in the 1930s, it was four times greater or even more. Additionally, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has a large database of daily temperatures that goes back to 1948. NOAA used 1,066 weather stations located across the U.S. to collect the data. According to NOAA, huge swaths of the U.S. have experienced a significant decrease in abnormally hot days recorded since 1948, especially in the Midwest and north, northern and eastern Texas. Although it's true that some parts of the U.S. have seen the number of hotter-than-usual days increase over the past 70 years, including in California and the New York metro area, both of which happen to be areas where a large number of media outlets are located, most weather stations have shown no meaningful changes or even declines. All right. Uh, Media, I'm sorry, meteorologist Anthony Watts, who works with me, me being the author of this, Justin Haskins, as a senior fellow at the Heartland Institute, analyzed NOAA's data in detail and found that 81% of the weather stations used in NOAA's database reported that since 1948 there has been either a decrease or no change in the number of unusually hot days. I'll stop because uh, the uh, the believers can say, well, Seuss, you're just reading their side of the story and anyone can make anything they want of statistics. Uh, but go back to Ian Plimmer. Uh, He said, if you tell me it's hotter than it was 120,000 years ago, then we might have something. Well, curiously enough, that 120,000-year figure is showing up. We're now being told that this is the hottest 
in 120,000 years. We How do people know that? We don't know that. Right. I thought last week we were reporting they were using records starting in, what, 79, you said? They can't. They can't. You know when you dig and you got different levels of stuff in the in the uh, earth? They can't tell different temps from dig that, can in they? in the earth. And well, get... you know, you have different layers. If they, if they start digging down, they can say, well, this was a dry spell. This was a wet spell. You know, digging like most of us do on this show every day. Yeah. <laughs> dig deeper and deeper. <laughs> do you have a sound effect, Chris, that sounds like... Dun, dun, dun. Ooh, Let's get some yeah, because we've got a great paragraph here from the UN chief that's worth reading. That's from today's Star Tribune piece. You read that, right, Joe? Yes. Yeah, I don't want yeah, no, that. One. No, no, no. We need uh, something really. I want a boiling sound. For God's sakes, that should be common. That sizzle, would be a, like a teapot. Boiling water. Get a teapot. Oh my God. Okay. I'm on. Climate change is here. It is terrifying, and it's just the beginning. Uh, is it Guterres, Joe? Yes. Guterres. Guterres. Guterres told reporters in a New York briefing, the era of global warming has ended. The era of global boiling has arrived. Dun, dun, dun. Today, the earth is warming and nature's not doing it. You know what this country needs? What's that, Joe? A beer. It needs the grizzled <laughs> old gym teacher with yeah. the crew cut yeah. to blow a whistle. Yeah. And see, everybody sit down and shut up for a minute. <laughs> yeah. UN guy, you're full of B as in B, S as in S. Trump, shut up and go away. Biden, shut up and tell your kid to calm down. Everybody get back in their place. I don't give a bleep what your pronouns are. I don't care what yeah. the temperature is. We need a gym teacher with a whistle. It's the football coach from days. Thank you. The football coach from Dazed and uh, you're interrupting. Mm. The football coach from Dazed and Confused. Yep, Whatever. that's the guy we need. Always wearing a whistle, and the and the really short uh, gym shorts that the barely, short shorts, yeah, that yeah. go just above his knee. Well, we have from the Los Angeles Times, the Los Angeles Times saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah, hmm. would an occasional blackout. Help solve climate change. How so? We might not have a choice. In other words, we're inching towards, I'm afraid, something incredibly inevitable. Hmm. This, this hysteria is so pervasive and so commanding of all news-gathering attention that it is inevitable that it will become a self-fulfilling prophecy to do something about it. It's, it's not human nature to take day after day after day of hysteria before, before wishing to take action against the hysteria. And you and I and GLers don't wish to take any action because we call it for what it is. It's hysteria. But... The Mysterians will seize upon this, and they will begin to use it for shutting life down as we know it. Ooh. Whether it's uh, a very uh, a carefully chosen power outages, 
whether it's, uh, I mean, Biden is already on a stump the past 48 hours clamoring for new work and safety rules for working in the heat, which there should be. I'm not doubting that it's difficult. I have a very close relative who works in the heat all day, and we were worried about him yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm not denying that that can be difficult, not at all. What I'm suggesting is... That's what happens in the summer. We will have our lives as we know it turned upside down. They're going after us about electric cars. They're going to go after us with conveniently orchestrated blackouts and conveniently ordered stay-at-home mandates. That's what's coming. How else could it how else could you not see that? Do you see the blackouts as being on purpose? Yes. Like turning the power off Absolutely. on purpose. Absolutely. I don't trust anybody from the UN or the American government to do this. I, I But they're I, here to help us, Joe. They're not. They're 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 they've completely lost sight of the lives of average Americans. And we continue to become smaller and smaller and smaller citizens. Just waiting for the next shoe to drop and be told what to do. And too many Americans are too comfortable with being told what to do. Yep. And on that (laughs) note, I want to get a drink of water. But before you do that... I'd like me to get a cold pop. What you need to do is get your money into the right bank. And that's why I'm here once again for my friends at North American Banking Company. You know what? I like being able to go to any one of their six locations. My store is in... My store? My location's in Roseville. But you can also see them at 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview. And they also have that new location over there in Maple Grove. Now, they offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other big banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. And they are also locally owned and operated. And this is huge because that means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. This helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. Their team of experienced bankers are ready to help business owners navigate all of the challenges, especially in the state of Minnesota, Mm -hmm. and obstacles that come with owning a business. They first opened back in 1998, and they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers where you know your banker and they know you personally. While a lot has changed since then, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that has not. So check them out online right now. Go online, nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com. Poke around their website and see what they have to offer. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. Give me just a brief moment. Give me a uh, my brother's kid works for the Metropolitan Mosquito Control District. Yeah. They were told not to report for work yesterday. Because of the heat. It's too hot. That is that that's not a union issue, would it be? I don't know what it is. Oh, God, they just I said don't not. come to work. Wow. And don't go bail that hay today, farmers. Sit in the house like a Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. <laughs> breaks, breaks, breaks. <clears throat> All my guy did yesterday was sit in his truck for longer periods of time between what he was doing. He would was cool he? off in the truck and then yeah. drink some more water and then go tackle his job, then come back to the truck, and he got it all done. 
Well, the guys I respect <clears throat> are the job site supervisors that uh, sit in their truck and they put their phone, even though they're not on the phone, they put it up to their face like this to make it look like they're busy and they, mm -hmm. they make uh, motions like they're arguing yeah. with somebody oh, yeah. on the phone. And then when a worker comes up to ask the boss a question, they roll the window down about this much so they don't let the AC out. <laughs> I love those guys. They're my favorite. All right. I've been watching too much You Betcha on uh, YouTube. <laughs> I don't know what You Just Betcha is. Oh, he's a great guy, Midwestern guy. Oh, you, you, you. Karen, you. God, he's such a. You no. are so unique. No, you, no, he's. Sophia's heart rate was over two hundred. So what? So don't do anything anymore. Stop. She's <laughs> nine. I mean, it ain't gonna kill her. She's in pretty good shape. Yeah, she's not Corey. Whatever. Uh, died. The, who's Stringer. the Vikings? Corey, yeah, Corey Stringer. Stringer. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it ain't like you got Corey Stringer marching the couch up and down the steps. Right. They're probably saving the couch for me. That was Does she my... work? Sophia? Yeah. Works for Angelina Lawton, for Brian Lawton's wife. Well, the only reason I'm asking marketing. is, how is she going to pay the rent? she make enough money to pay the rent? Yeah, she's making really good money. Hmm. What does Angelina do? Angelina has a company called Sports Digit Media. It's yeah. sports marketing. I'll be and damned. They're uh, very successful. What's Brian do? Is he still an agent? Um, I he was a commentator at one point because we used to have him on. I don't know. He's, a, he's a really nice guy. That's Sophia not what I asked. Him. I don't know what he does. Yeah. And he was working, a great boss. What's the uh, the Canadian outfit? TSN? The hockey, ne the hockey network. I don't know. You're the hockey guy. CBC? No, the whatever the whatever the Canadian ESPN is for hockey. He was working for them, but that hey? was, of course that was ten years ago. CSPN, hey? Canadian no. Sports Network. Hey, kick off. Can hey? we get going here? You guys are the ones that were having the conversation. Kenny, you ready? Yes, sir. Okay. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Fleet Farm, Walmart, Knack Hardware Stores, Auto Parts Stores. Uh, people have been emailing me wondering where they can find Bugs Be Gone by uh, Seafoam. Uh, and then when you pick up, I'd pick up a spray bottle or two. Keep one in uh, the door pocket of your vehicle. Give one to uh, your uh, spouse. Um, and evidently, I just discovered this. I was looking for you guys. I was doing, I was doing some research. Oh. You can buy this stuff by the gallon. How cool is that? Fleet Farm, Walmart, they both sell it by the gallon jug. What I'm talking about, bugs be gone. It makes, uh, I did it again this morning. It makes getting the bugs off the windshield so easy. I just sprayed down the windshield, then I hooked up the pump, got her cooking, and then I didn't even really have to scrub at all. I just squeegeed them off, and the windshield was like brand new. They, it breaks the sticky bond of bugs and crud to the surface of your bumper or your windshield and i believe just, it is safe for paint too isn't it uh i'm not worried about it getting on no. paint because yeah. it dribbled down the door post yep. and couldn't care less it's safe for all finishes non-toxic it's water-based no film no haze when it drives just a nice clean windshield and we can use it on everything like uh joe said don't worry about it if it's a plastic or fiberglass campers motorcycles uh, boat services, golf carts, anything that's on there that's organic. Just spray it on, wait a few minutes, wash it off. I'm trying it on, I'm gonna try it on pine sap. 
You gotta. Yeah. yeah. I am and going to. Somebody, uh, what was it? Goose poop on a golf cart. Oh, well, yeah. Works on that. Yeah. Uh, just another wonderful product from our friends at Seafoam. Uh, gentlemen, just a reminder. Yeah. Uh, the Garage Logic 30th anniversary celebration is going to happen, what, two weeks from Monday? Yeah, and I have a million, a, a brainstorm when you're done. I have a brainstorm about this event. The Chanhassen Dinner Theater is the location as we record a live podcast on the Chanhassen Dinner Theater stage. Tickets are just $40, and they do include dinner and a live GL podcast recording. This is not exclusive to the town council. This is for everybody. The podcast is going to include music from John and Dylan Hyde and also Stephen C. And maybe a special guest. Dinner at 5.30 p.m. The show starts at 7.30. For more information and to purchase your tickets, go to garagelogic.com. When you arrive to the show tickets page, just click on Get Tickets. And uh, we do have an update. Yeah. On that. Yeah. The tickets are already over half gone. Okay. Oh. So if you want to get your tickets to that show, do it now because I don't want to get an email in a week or uh, just do it now. Just go get your tickets why, why now. Why and why wait? I got yes, a music sir. idea. Yes, sir. Why not feature that we can all join in to the best of our abilities? <laughs> Being very serious now. Okay. Why not feature the work of Dylan Height? The bumper music of Dylan Height. Okay. Well, that last one you just played was Dylan Height. Right. Why can't we recreate some of that in the theater? That would be a Dylan question, but... Isn't that what we do anyway? I think we were planning on doing that. You're saying performing that live. Performing his bumpers live. They, they, They would be done better than us trying to cover something. Uh, and I'm glad we we have so much time to figure this out. That's not a question for us. In other words, we have no time to figure this out. Thank you for saying what I've been biting my tongue about. Hold on, hold on. So, I think I have some of that live recording of us. That's <laughs> sounds like a. This is the chorus. Here comes the chorus. That's us. <laughs> I have one more note about UFOs from Mike Thompson out in Big Fork, Montana. Yeah. That was With a, a dog. great a great point. I have a little quiz for you. What occurred during halftime of the very first Super Bowl? January 15, 1967. My clue to you is uh, he's writing about a, a UFO thought he has. Wasn't it the USC marching band? I have no idea. That's not what he's referring to. Oh. But I now have a vague memory of this. There was a brief flight done by a guy in a jetpack. Oh, I think I recall seeing this video. Now just think about think yeah. of the point Mike and Big Fork is making. There are so many topics that come up through the days of GL that I want to write about, but rarely do I have the time. So let me just add my two cents on UFOs. I, like you, want to believe, and I've even done the work to fit it into my Christian theology, which I will spare you. However, in the camp of we have technology that we aren't letting anyone know about is this argument. 
If you watch the halftime of the first Super Bowl, Jan 15, 1967, there is a brief flight done by a man with a jetpack on his back. Hmm. You're telling me. Check this out. Check this out. You mean to tell me, with all the technological developments, this jetpack was built long before computer chips started to get really small and full of technology and stuff. <laughs> Thinking of all the technological developments in area in every area of life, and yet we haven't seen a more advanced rocket man-like for 56 years? Imagine the developments of this type of technology being done by some of the best minds over the past 56 years. You can't tell me we don't have some cool technology out there that we don't know about. Go Bigfoot, go. Good luck, Mike and Bigfoot. What a great point. You mean to tell me Check this yeah. out. that in 1967, in Los Angeles, I believe the first Super Bowl was at the Coliseum. It was. With about 12 people there. <laughs> this guy's flying around with a primitive jetpack. And we, uh, we, you don't think that's been improved upon? Hmm. Oh, what's what's the point? I don't get the point. The point is that we still think uh, we think that jetpacks haven't advanced much beyond January fifteenth, nineteen sixty-seven. If we think of them at all, we rarely think of individuals being able to fly as a result of a jetpack on there. And it was used in early James Bond film, mm -hmm. and and. and but nothing since. And his point is, you mean to tell me they aren't sitting in some secret lab somewhere and they got more stuff than we could ever shake a stick at? Hmm. Uh-huh. Hmm? Uh-huh. You don't get it, Kenny? I'm sorry. What I apologize. With you? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I've been licking just, a lot of spoons you just lately. Mitch McConnell me. You just <laughs> went dead stare. I wish I could. Stare. It's, it's the 10 cents for a bat and... Thirteen cents for a ball <laughs> trick. I don't. I don't. Hey, Kenny. I, I think he. No, let me try oh. this again. I think he's saying if in if in nineteen sixty seven. Yeah. Which is fifty six years ago. Is that correct? Yeah. Fifty six years ago, a guy used a jetpack for a very brief brief flight at halftime. Yeah. Okay. And he's saying in the intervening fifty six years. You don't think that technology I, has been approved upon? I do Im think improved. that. Okay. Improved I do think upon? that. Improved upon. I, I, I definitely well, think that. Well, then now that. you get what he's Because you're thinking, well, this was a George Jetson-style guy going from the 25-yard line right. to, yeah, to midfield. What's his point? his point? I I understand what he's saying, but he's not... He's not doing anything to change my mind to make me believe or disbelieve anything. Disbelieve or disbelieve what? Exactly. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not being dumb on purpose. What? I'm not being dumb on purpose. This is how no, this is what I have to deal with. It's what I have to deal with. I'm Kenny, sorry. I get what he's saying. Rook, here's the test. I understand what he's, what he's saying. saying. I don't get what he's saying. I understand what he's saying, Wait. but to what point? Rook. So what? What I, was the question? What was he saying? <laughs> Rook, face global it, you are, you are so focused. Damn global warming. Matthew is so focused right now on where he is not yeah. that he That's can't right. pay pathetic. attention to okay. the show. I'm on, 
I'm on that second stairwell. I'm on two stairwells <laughs> up, halfway up to the it's fourth just floor. It's pathetic. I have two things well, for on. you all. Before we move on, Kenny, more importantly, where right. he emailed us from. Okay. Big Fork, Montana. How'd you like a little cabin spot right there on Flathead Lake, where the oh. sunset is still 9.20 p.m.? I've been to Flathead Lake. That is... That's oh. gorgeous. Oh, Absolutely gorgeous. Oh. Joe, you want to right. go to Big Fork? I, I'm sorry for stopping the show, sir. Yeah, Jeff. repeat that I, for me. I, I, I should have just agreed like Matthew would have. I, I should have. Yeah, just, damn right, Mayor. Yeah, you're you, right. You tell him. We need to get back to this country. As it should be. I have two things for you to worry about that have nothing. Come on. I'm already worried today. I know. That have nothing to do with the climate. Wow. The first is this. A fox was spotted along the southern wall of the Temple Mount in Jerusalem Wednesday night. Okay. Why is that odd? With the jet pack. Yeah, looking for the Super Bowl. (laughs) Why is that something, Joe? Rabbi Akiva responded that the appearance of the fox coincided with a prophecy given by the prophet Uriah, Uh in which he stated, Therefore, for your sake, Zion shall be plowed as a field, and Jerusalem shall become rubble, and the Temple Mount is the high place of the forest where foxes are found. Although the prophecy appears in Micah 3.12, there is a rabbinic tradition that was prophesied by Uriah and not Micah. And then the printer really... Did you hear what the rabbi said? What did the fox say? (laughs) Thank you. At the time, the rabbi of the Western Wall and the Holy Place is Rabbi Shmuel Rabinowitz. Yes, very well known. (laughs) Very well known, yes. The curls and everything. I'm sorry, Joe, you lost me, buddy. I'm going to get the right story here. Uh, just this is important because there's some stuff going on. Ding 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 ding. What did this fox tell you? What is happening? What did Red Fox say? Wash your privates. Let's not become. Blasphemous. No. Okay. We will not blaspheme. Become. A fox was spotted along the southern wall of the Temple Mount on Wednesday night as Tisha B'Av, the day when the two temples of Jerusalem was destroyed, was marked. The sighting of the fox went viral with social media users saying the sighting was a sign of a prophecy coming true. Let me uh, scroll down here. Uh, the social media users were referring to a story related in Tractate Makat, in which Rabbi Akiva Rabban Gamliel, Rabbi Elazar Ben Azari, and Rabbi Yo. Don't even look at me. We have a Don't Jewish look at me. quorum. We have a Jewish quorum with all of these Shut rabbis. Up. Rabbi uh, Yehushua yes. visited the site of the destroyed second temple. When the rabbis arrived at the site, they saw a fox. All right, just just settle down here now. Uh, when the rabbis arrived at the site, they saw a fox emerge from the site of the Holy of Holies and began weeping, although Rabbi Akiva began laughing. The rabbis asked Rabbi Akiva why he was laughing as a fox walked in a site about which the Torah wrote, and the non-priest who approaches shall die. 
Rabbi Akiva responded that the appearance of the fox coincided with the prophecy given by the prophet Uriah, in which he stated, Therefore, for your sake, Zion shall be plowed as a field, and Jerusalem shall become rubble, and the Temple Mount is the high places of a forest where foxes are found. All right. Huh. See? Okay, this is a prophecy. We start worrying now. But. Rabbi Akiva noted that the prophet Isaiah linked the prophecy to Uriah to the prophecy of Zechariah, a prophet during the second temple period, which reads, There shall yet be elderly men and elderly women sitting in the streets of Jerusalem. Until the prophecy of Uriah was fulfilled, I was afraid that the prophecy of Zechariah would not be fulfilled. Now that the prophecy of Uriah was fulfilled, it is evident that the prophecy of Zechariah remains valid, said Rabbi Akiva. Yes. The sages said to him, employing this formulation, Akiva, you have comforted us. Akiva, you have comforted us, concludes the story in the Gemara. Mazel. So, so the fox... Did you hear the one about the four rabbis and the fox? They saw a fox at the Temple Mount. Yeah. That's a bad sign. But they're not rare. No. There's foxes everywhere over there. Yeah. Well, I sound like Dr. Sue. That's quite a prophecy, though, to say. I mean, if I I'm say just trying to help you. But it's not going out on a limb, Matthew. I mean, it's like seeing a skunk in my driveway. Right. Yeah, well, there's the skunk. Yeah, but why did Isaiah predict all this doom and gloom? Jerusalem's going to be taken down because a fox yeah, right. is walking around. Well, I'm going to give you something else to worry about. All right. The yes. caldera in Yellowstone gets all oh. the attention. Oh, yeah. Gets uh, all the attention, right? I've seen the headlines on this story, and I've been afraid to read it. Well, we have another U.S. supervolcano showing clues of imminent eruption. I don't like that. All right, it's not Yellowstone. Okay. It is. Uh, anyone who has spent time in Long Valley, California, may have noticed a shift in the hot creek springs and pools. The creek has, visitors say, taken on a more malign bubbling in recent months, a new hot water feature even popping up on the shore of the creek. For many, it was a sign that the ancient volcano was preparing to blow. But the California Volcano Observatory says, not so fast. This is just the result of a dramatic winter snowfall, and much of what melted from the highlands has fallen into the caldera, filling it deep enough below the surface for it to eventually regurgitate. While the caldera may be safe for now, scientists have warned that other signs throughout Long Valley hint that an eruption may well be around the corner. Long Valley sits next to Mammoth Mountain and is one of the world's largest calderas, a huge cauldron-like hollow that forms after an eruption. It measures 20 miles long and 11 miles wide, and is 3,000 feet deep, and was originally formed 760,000 years ago when a devastating eruption released hot ash that later cooled and formed the Bishop Bluff. During the first eruption, ash was sent eight miles into the air with deposits believed to fall as far east as Kansas, more than 1,000 miles. Long Valley would cause absolute chaos if it erupted, Yet little is said about it. More attention is given to Yellowstone. But according to the Science Channel, Long Valley could well be on its way to erupting. 
The supervolcano and its recent activity were explored during the channel's 2017 documentary, Secrets of the Underground. And I won't read you the whole thing, but I'm, I'm here to tell you that uh, you changing your light bulbs to save the Earth is going to look pretty foolish when uh, Long Valley erupts. Is this the Mammoth Mountain where all the uh, Californians go skiing in the winter? Yeah. Um, directly east of San Jose? It's in that uh, area. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. As Kansas, you say. Yeah. According to Ron Nelson, a scientist and the show's narrator, there are alarming signs of possible volcanic activity, and clues are pointing towards an imminent eruption scattered throughout the valley, the site of the second largest explosive volcanic eruption in North America. Even if a weaker eruption occurred in Long Valley today, it would still pose an existential threat to the millions of people who live around it. Uh, I, I would imagine so. An investigation carried out by the Science Channel in a part of the valley found several instances of smoke billowing from beneath the ground. Jared Peacock, a geophysicist, similarly pointed out an alarming feature of the caldera. Using star data, no, using in-star data, technology that creates a detailed map of a region through lasers that has monitored the area for the last 20 years, he found a troubling region near Mammoth Lakes, a town in the Sierra Nevada mountains. Hmm. Showing a map created from the data, Mr. Peacock, Mr. Peacock said, right here in the middle, you see there's a resurgent dome a red-hot dome positioned directly beneath the ground where the magma is likely to reside. Something is pushing it upwards, Mr. Peacock explained. And uh, so you got a fox over there at the Temple Mount. Okay. And that can't, you know, according to Uriah Heap, that can't be good. This thing's ready to blow. And then you got this baby in California. So. And then we have um, uh, climate boiling. And the climate, and the, no. The world is boiling. Oh, the world is boiling. Yeah. I had a Uriah Heap 8-track. Uh, yeah, old Uriah Heap. I don't think they mentioned any foxes. or. Yeah, the rabbi didn't even know what the fox no. said. Let us go have lunch. Well, I try to do my best to help you morons. But yeah, swing and a miss. Yeah, swing and a miss. Try is the operative word. Yeah. Uh, global, global boiling. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I, I I have to uh, take a time. You just don't know sometimes. When it's boiling, you know what you need? Water. Cold water. Mm. In your own personal water drinking system. I, I agree. From my friends at Hofferman Water. You know what? I'm not kidding. It's one of the best investments that I've made in quite some time. We save on so much bottled water, especially throughout the summer. And you should get on their schedule right now. It's summertime. Hey, hey. that means it's their busiest time of the year. 952-894-4040. That's their website. You can also look them up on their website, which is hoffermanwater.com. Listen, bad water can affect almost every aspect of your home. You get that new system from Connecticut and you are sitting pretty. And it doesn't matter. Maybe you want a new drinking water system or maybe you're looking at upgrading your water softener and 
Hey, maybe get an iron rust and odor filtration system. Whatever you want, Kinetico and Hofferman are here to take care of you. You get that new system, your laundry is better. So are your showers and your drinking water. So get on the schedule right now. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Check them out online at HoffermanWater.com. Call them today and make sure you let them know that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. I did tell Patrick one o'clock. Do you I want to call him early? Uh, yeah, okay. I forgot all about that. I did too. Um, I just need a second because I got to do some editing. He's at the three M too. I would hope so. Yep. Yes. Yeah. The only story at the 3M is if Justin Thomas doesn't make the cut. Hmm. That would be uh, quite a story. What is this? If you got a fox kitten that was a week old and you raised it, would it would it be loyal to you and nice, or would it just try to Good chew question. your ear off? Kenny, what do you think? I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. If you got a fox kitten at about a week old and you raised it, would it would it be loyal to you, or would it just bite your ear off? Well, I assume if it was domesticated, it'd be just like a pet, wouldn't it? I, I know people have pet raccoons and stuff. I know a guy who was a pet pig. Gross. Pigs in the house. Wow, oh, you're kidding me. No, that's not It's a special cool. kind of pig. Oh, it's one of those pot bellies. Some kind of, if you said the name, I'd know it. Some kind of special pig. A, a sow. No, that's not a special name. Um, Charlotte? Breed. Maybe I'm thinking of the word It's breed. a Charlotte? Zuckerman. Zuckerman's famous pig. <clears throat> it's a carry. Definitely sounds like a carry. Why don't you just leave now and go help him move? Because you're not thinking about anything except that. I am, that. too. Global warming. It's hot when We're done moving. with that. We're done with the global warming. Man comes home with a horse. Walks in the door. Sees the wife on the couch. Says, this is the pig. I can't finish no, that, Jim. No, no, no. Uh, I can't. I'm not finish. talking to you. I was talking to the pig. <laughs> no, the horse. I was talking to the horse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So since we're going to have Patrick, Kenny, why don't you wrap it up with a, an ad? All right. I don't have anything, do I? Yeah, you do. Where do I have? <clears throat> no, you have Masonic today. I've only done one, right? I know. That's why I'm trying to get everything in here. All right. Well, I haven't been paying attention. What was the golf uh, series on Netflix called? It just golf? No, it was called uh, the driver. No, mud driver. Mud driver. So, did you get that email I sent you yesterday, Joe? Yes. Did that discourage you or encourage you? I can do all those songs. American Yorkshire, that kind of pig. Isn't that a horse saddle? No, that's a dog. List of pig breeds. 
I think he, we get I think we get Dylan there with his uh, tape loop machines and bing bang boom. Well, we're not going to be any good. We haven't worked at it. We're not going to practice. All I got is these beers. The a former drum teacher of mine emailed me and said, I, I'm a I'm a GLer. You took lessons from me 20 years ago. Uh, if you need a drummer for the event in Chanhassen, I'd love to do it. All right. Patrick is ready. We're not supposed to be talking about this. Right. About what, see? In front of the council. Right. Chris? Hey, Pat. Yes, Joe. How's Justin Thomas doing today? He's on the cut line. He finished the two over. He's on the cut line. The uh, the the Gallia kid is on the cut line. Uh, there's three or four prominent players at two under. Alice Kabner's trying to figure out a way to keep it there. You might have somebody out there tripping people or something. <laughs> if Justin Thomas doesn't make the cut, that's a major story. Oh, yeah, well, he's not making the FedEx Cup then unless he wins next week, so... Yeah, it is, and he's. Uh, yeah, I'll say one thing. He tried. He kept. Uh, he made a thirty-foot putt on the last hole to get to two hundred. So. Wow! Unlike Dustin, who couldn't wait to go home last year when he had nothing to. Now wait a minute. Is Justin two over or two under? Two under. Two under. All right. Did I say over? Yeah. Two under. Yeah. Two under. Well, I'm. He's two. He's two hundred. The other question yeah. I have is: Did you watch the golf uh, documentary on Netflix? Not all, but quite a bit of it. Half, maybe half. I, you, I wasn't hooked really. Did you see the Joel Dahman episode? Yes, and that's why they're showing us so much of him on TV here. Well, how does you know, he manage to keep a tour card? I don't know, but he's also two under. He's trying to eat that. He's in their, one of their featured groups here. But I, I don't know. He's uh, persistent, to say the least. And then Scott Piercy, who lost to Finau last year, I see he withdrew. Yes, he hasn't been playing worth a, uh, worth a damn. So uh, they come out here, it's 98 degrees, they shoot 80. They know they got no chance to make more than $12,000, which for them is peanuts. So they don't, you know, they figure out something wrong with them and go home. Yeah. What they don't know is it's going to be a cool 89 today, and then the weekend it's going to be bluebird. Yep. So it's pleasant but, out there today. Oh, yeah, it's nice stuff for today. Yesterday, I uh, I was not here yesterday. I was here the day before, but uh, uh, I was not here. But uh, I, I was suffering watching it on television. Yeah, it was a little warm yesterday. Plus, that golf course is intimidating to walk for most people mm-hmm. it's because it's straight line you can't you, there's no cut across it's really to uh, save your footwork like on the old golf courses and uh, it's, uh, it, it's daunting to think that you might want to go out and watch the golf and it's going to be 98 degrees it's uh, you know it, it, there was nobody there yesterday but here but there's a it looked like but there's a pretty good crowd here today Wonderful, wonderful. But if Justin Thomas doesn't make the cut, I don't know what happens. 
because you sold your soul to he's here, right? That's, yep. that's the promotion that he, he had to show up. And that was uh, that was their hope for this tournament, that there'd be a few guys having to play to get into the FedEx Cup now that it's only 70 instead of 125. Right. <clears throat> and he's, he's so, in danger of not making that 70. Yes. Uh, he is... Uh, yeah, oh yeah, he's in much danger. He's 75th right now or yeah. 6th, something like that. Yeah. If he doesn't make the cut today, he'll go down. Right. And he'll have to win next week, basically, to get in. Right. It's uh, pretty, uh, pretty phenomenal. What are they expecting like for... Oh. I was for just going to say, Patrick, what are they expecting for attendance over the course of the weekend for this? Uh, I'd say over over the course or per day. Well, either either or. I'd say twelve to fifteen, which will be announced as thirty-five. Ah, would be nice. You know, as crowd padding goes, uh, golf is in a class by its own. Own, although they don't even bother. Generally, they don't bother to announce anything semi-official anymore. Hmm. Well, it's supposed to but, be just an absolutely gorgeous weekend. Yeah, yeah, it, you know, and it's uh, it's not what uh, you know. It's not the U.S. Open for sure, as far as the field's concerned, and. A lot of players are missing, but hey, they still hit it a lot further than anybody else. So. Right. Uh, Twins it. resume tonight in Kansas City. Uh, we haven't got the. Uh, we don't know yet. I don't think if Polanco's going on the active list, that could be the end of Joey Gallo. Although it could, they could also uh, option out the force late kid Walner after he hit two home runs, which would really be popular. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't trust them. But uh, they, they put Buxton back on the active list and uh, sent Larnick back to St. Paul already. But uh, I, I don't know. It comes I, down to Joey Gallo or or Walden. So Patrick, I, I did see, and you'll get as good a chuckle out of this one as I did, is when they when it was rumored that Gallo might be DFA'd, someone said, why not just trade him? And I thought, who in the hell is going to give you anything in return for a guy hitting 186. Plus, plus he has a no-trade contract. Yeah. He's got a no-trade contract, and uh, he also, nobody wants him. I'll tell you that, I think he's very trade. <laughs> yeah, so other than hell, that. Yeah, hell of a good idea. <laughs> hell of a good idea. Now, I got, to, I got to ask you guys one question. Yep. After reading the PJ uh, expose, oh. I just wanted you all to stand up and applaud when the mayor walks into the room for the show every day. Give him that support, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and make it loud. Whatever you do, make it loud, too, the applause. What am I missing? Positivity is going to change this culture, period. When you get inside the football walls, you're going to have positivity hit you right in the face. Bam. <laughs> uh, front, uh, a place called Front Office Sports wrote a ex- expose on the PJ that was uh, timed for the Big Ten meetings, and not a lot of people putting their name to the accusation. And some of the accusations aren't bad enough to actually be accusations. But we did find out, Joe, that when he walks in a room, the players are supposed to applaud, and they have been chastised in the past for not applauding applauding loud enough and enthusiastically enough. You guys hear that? Wow. We are you showing the respect me? that you deserve. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's right. It's about time after all these years, for God's sake. But there's no hazing crisis that we're aware of. No, 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 God, no. We don't haze. We, we uh, go to hospital. 
Pittsburgh. I, I think that that, yeah, I don't think you got hazing there. Joe, hazing he's is not probably, part you know, of our culture. A, That's not part of our culture. He's such a short little guy that he probably been hazed his whole life, so he's probably against <laughs> it. But I, I, I know I heard that wrong, Patrick. The players have to applaud when he walks when into, he walks into the room. An enthusiastic applause. Yeah. What? No. 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 <laughs> I quit. Goodbye. See ya. Well, what the these, heck? A few of these guys did. And then, they, then they talked to whatever front office sports. It. But apparently the guy who wrote it not only gave out his office phone number, but uh, he was on a another... AM radio station for a while yesterday or last night, hmm. uh, de- de- defending himself against all the attacks from uh, Black Man. Hmm. So I'm wow. I'm only offended by the applause. I don't care about the rest. Of it. Yeah, <laughs> now, I call that a toxic work environment. <laughs> <laughs> even smiling would be a. That's even that's too much to ask. <laughs> This guy wouldn't like the Krabby Coffee Shop, would he, Rice? Oh, no, God, no. Would not. It would not. He'd have. He'd want to have steamed milk for damn sure. No. <laughs> steamed milk. We don't have at the Krabby Coffee Shop. Do they it got an air-conditioned tent for you to type in? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's about five times bigger than it used to be when they had the senior event. Doesn't really have to be, but yeah, it's nice. It's All good. right. Well, so, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be rooting for you, and we'll talk to you Monday. All right, and we'll probably have a winner by that. I think so. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes, sir. Well, dude, yeah, you saw this. Oh, I did see that. That meant to cue up Kenny Olsen. I, I'm, I'm, too, I'm too stunned. Yeah, he I, said, I, uh, where, where bit, is this story, much. Reeves? You have to applaud P.J. Fleck, right? I was unaware, yeah, yes, yeah. I was unaware of the story. walks in the room. It, where is this expose? I, I guess I should read it. Uh, <clears throat> I, I'm unaware of it. That seems so far-fetched that there's no way that nobody on earth would ask that or demand that of anybody. Not even Elvis. Oh, Trump might. Not even Elvis did that. Uh, all right, you guys look for that because I want to talk about Moon Motorsports for a second, the most exciting showroom in our area. And they have many of the models that a lot of us find really exciting, midweight adventure bikes. Uh, they're really exciting, very popular rides right now, and uh, they're really fun to ride. You can take these things everywhere, and Moon has the models we want, like the Husqvarna Norden 901, the hard-to-find KTM 890 Adventure R, and the Triumph Tiger 900 Rally Pros. We've been talking about Triumph quite a bit lately. Wonderful motorcycles. And uh, starting yesterday, it's on right now, Moon Motorsports having their first ever mid-season inventory reduction sale. It's in progress right now. Uh, the savings opportunity of the year. You can visit the showroom right now, see these deals for yourself, and check out all the bikes, the quads, the side-by-sides. You'll see everything at moonmotorsports.com. Uh, the inventory reduction sale in progress. They're just off 94, 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities, and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Sorry. All right. That is stunning. That can't be true. He's he is uh, he's a piece of work, Kenny. It didn't shut. I didn't know the story, but it does, that doesn't shock me. If I was the coach and people applauded me when I walked in the room, I'd quit. <laughs>
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Hey, Such. Why? Huh? Uh, Why? Are we going to the scramble here? What are we doing? Uh, no, it's too early for the scramble. All right. So, Rook, as we bump back... Masonic? Please. Hmm. What are we doing now? Rookie's going to do an ad as we get back. All right, here we go. I need a minute, though. Okay. I need a minute, though. Next time you go on a road trip, you got to swing through Glacier Park, Reavers, and then take um, Big Fork is on the east side, the northeast side of Flathead Lake. Just take that road down the east shore of Flathead. It's unbelievable. all of that is north of 90, correct? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, cool. My brother worked for a summer out at Glacier National Park, and he loved it. Steve, that was uh, way outside the six-block perimeter. Yeah, I think he was going through some issues. I think. Okay, <clears throat> join the club. Yeah, had to get away for a while. Well, he didn't help somebody carry up some furniture. No, he did not, and I'm really worried about that. She sent me a picture of her face. She's sweating. You know, Jesus. You know, it's just, it's just a different deal. It really is a different deal. It really is. It really is. It's just. uh, I mean. And they just ordered lunch. What did they get? I don't know. McLaren just texted me. Well, does her apartment have air conditioning? Yes. And doesn't the building have air conditioning? Yes. Well, I bet the stair, I bet the stairwells aren't. What? Matthew. Jesus Christ. Four levels. I I can't take it. Box after box after box. I said save some for me. Is there a chance that you have made up this entire scenario just to make us angry? Yes. (laughs) So she might actually be sitting at home in the AC right now. Probably. Puffing on a doobie and sipping whiskey. Right. That's her style. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Don't I'm you ready. wish we could get a one week notice or a month notice or a year notice on a volcanic eruption? Yeah. I'd start smoking so fast. Well, you mean, oh, you mean like to not just to blow up, but it's going to devour the earth? We're going to die anyway. Oh. Yeah. A month heads up. I'm looking for any excuse. Yeah. <clears throat> Last week, I was thinking, you know what I'm going to do? If I ever make it to the one-year anniversary, I'm going to have one on that anniversary. And then because I'm an addict, I thought, you know what? Screw the one year. I'm going to do that at six months. Yeah. And then I thought, because I'm an addict, you know what? Screw six months. Three months. I'm going to have one right now. (laughs) Knock her down to three. And then I did something else. Does the roommate smoke? Oh, God, no. Oh, no. All right, can we get going here? Rolling. You cannot stop him. You just make a move. Joe Suchere. 
I'll tell you who's made a move over the years. Minnesota Masonic Charities. They're online at mnmasoniccharities.org. And in 2006, that's when they made their move. And man, are they helping out people. As you know, Minnesota Masonic Charities is one of the Minnesota's leading service organizations. I've been talking about them for last several months. Just another great example of what they do is the Masonic Children's Clinic for Communication Disorders, which is in Duluth. They provide early identification, treatment, and support for childhood communication disorders and have helped thousands of families unlock the world of communication for their children since 1900. Amazing, amazing work by some wonderful, wonderful people. If you'd like to learn more, Go to this website, MasonicChildrensClinic.org, MasonicChildrensClinic.org. If you want to get involved, they're having a golf tournament on August 14. That's in Duluth. Take the drive up there. Call 218-390-0864, 218-390-0864. Minnesota Masonic Charities, they're compassionate, they're committed, and, man, are they capable. Let them know that you heard it on Garage Logic and check out that golf tourney August 14th in Duluth, 218-390-0864. Say, uh, as they are wont to do, the Mysterians uh, have, a, uh, uh, have quite a significant role to play in educational standards. Mm-hmm. Boy, do they. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm reading from the New York Post that... Uh, uh, they've gotten California to basically destroy math education in the name of equity. Oh, sure. Huh. The state's new math framework for public schools gets rid of traditional instruction to emphasize self-identity okay. and collaboration in lieu of actual math. Instead of two plus two is four. That's right. Huh. It aims to keep all students in the same math courses until 10th grade, because that's equity. You shall not excel. Mm. No longer grouping students by skill so the kids who can learn more get the more advanced instruction they need. That isn't going to happen. Tragic. The result will be far fewer kids able to take advanced classes, calculus, or even algebra, and more slow children denied the chance to gain basic skills. The slow children. You know, short bus. <laughs> right. That's me. Hi. Yeah. How are you? Boy, would I have excelled under this plan. Yeah. Uh, I, I report traffic. Hi. Yeah. yeah. Plan of I mediocrity. got a fart button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the new guidelines push transparent nonsense like Math identity rainbows. I don't know what that is. Well, each student is to pick a color representing his or hers individual strength, communicating, perseverance, or numerical reasoning with an eye on teamwork and a supposed mathematical community. Oh, that's got it. I got it. I love that in stereo. They also junk Algebra 2 for Introduction to Data Science, which doesn't even try to teach core concepts like exponents, logarithms, and trigonometry. Uh, Black STEM faculty at the University of California warns that this harm, this harms rather than helps students of color. Well, I've been saying it for 25 years. Nobody has been more evil in the treatment of black America than liberals. And and here right. they are. Absolutely. Doing them more favors, huh? Nobody has made them less than, more than 
you Mysterians. Well, uh, Joe, uh, <clears throat> according to what I'm reading, uh, students of color have been traditionally marginalized by math. Well, no, they've been made less than. Uh, I was definitely marginalized by math. How about you, Matt? I can't even spell it, let alone <laughs> do it. Trigonometry, I, I, I would just, I had the Mitch McConnell blank stare. I don't even know what trigonometry means. I don't either. <laughs> I don't uh, care what uh, angle it as, is. As the Post notes, this is a giant gift to China. Do yeah. you think the Chinese are uh, worried about what your pronoun is? I think they're going two plus two Do you think the Chinese want to have math based on equity, or no. they want the sharp Chinese kid to beat the Americans? Every time. Every time they want that Chinese it, this kid is, to beat the kid. Well, it's, it's embarrassing is it's what this medieval. is. It's medieval. It's just ridiculous. It's just... Absolutely ridiculous. None of us know what this means. We can all imagine that you'd be, essentially, you'd, you'd be patted on the back for having a nice rainbow color. <laughs> and equity has uh, been so corrupted and so so abused in this mysterious push to wreck the country that God only knows what it means. Uh, but you're all stuck in the same math class till 10th grade. Oh. See you on that. Oh. My classmates demanded that I be removed from the math class and put in the dumb guy math uh, class. I was uh, down that at eighth grade. I was down there with the third graders. Two plus three is five. Math. I don't think I ever had algebra or trigonometry. I had. I would not have been capable of. It. No, I stood no chance in algebra. I was given a uh, a saint because I had geometry, which was taught by a Mister Horiza. And he you saw, had Lenny. I didn't. I did not say that. I called him still after he's dead. I called Mr. Horizon. Yeah. Um, I had the Mitch McConnell blank stare there, and he knew that. So he kind of he but had a grading he system. He took care of you. He had geometry a took care of guys like me. Yes. Geometry's not tough, Matthew. Yeah, I don't know rhombus and syllabus and. Well, well, I, had, I, I had a well maybe it is because I don't know what that means. As a kid, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So wait that a minute. caused you not to. I don't have the I, math part of I the thought, brain. I got the other wait, part. Wait a second. I thought geometry was that's a triangle, that's a square, that's well, a I rectangle. That. I know those. Yeah. But that, I can't that's make a stop an sign a is what that is. It's a rhombus. So wait a minute. What what rhombus. grade? 10th grade? 11th uh, grade? Sophomore year was geometry. So 10th grade that was probably the debut of the sidekick in a can. <laughs> yeah, that basically. I I went to the entertainment oh, mode. Oh boy! Yeah, I, what is that? A circle? <laughs> Mr. Horizon, the glazed look <laughs> in your eyes. Tell the tell the the greatest Lenny story. Or my kid I used to have was Lenny's. Uh, was the tallest high school basketball manager in the state. <laughs> yes, and Man. he 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 thought fondly of Len because he figured Len out. He, uh, Len, I'll tell you Len's story for you till okay, years. Who go. was the great black kid that uh, they had at that era of, of uh, basketball? Uh, Andy's Arvesta era. Kelly. Arvesta Kelly. And one of the rules Lenny had, Len Horizon, was no one touches him and no one leans on his shoulder or anything. Yep. Len was very strict. And one day there's a huddle, and I'm being told this by the kid I used to have, and Arvesta kind of rests his arm on. Lenny's shoulder, and Len turns and looks and sees it's Arvesta, and then just says to himself, oh, that's okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> he was a former Marine, and he was a hell of a boxer. Yep. And he was just, but he was he was the greatest guy in the world. Good human being. You would not ever want to call him Len. Yeah, what are you doing, Such? Even uh, after you graduate, 
I don't well, I know. I never had them. I wasn't in school there. But you're calling them Len. Well, what, Mr. Horizon, I'm sorry. Well, yeah. you can because you're an adult. But, right. But tell, had tell, this, tell this story about the kid leaving. So the it's the last day of school, uh, and, and he had a, a second-floor classroom on a corner. And so there was a, a long staircase, and then at the end of the hallway there was another staircase. And one of the kids, it was goodbye time, 2.30, whatever it was, and the kids stood at the end of the hallway, and Mr. Horizon was outside in the hallway, outside of his door, and the kid said, See you next year, Lenny! Oh. And then and took oh. off. And Horizon oh. just, he had kind of like these yep. shoulders, and he just, old Polish guy, he just kind of looked, took and he notes. nodded. He, he took note. He didn't say anything, and just laughed it off, whatever. And then uh, the first day of school came, oh. and uh, that, oh. <laughs> Mr. Horizon went up to that kid, grabbed him by the throat, and started smacking him. <laughs> he wasn't beating him up, he was just, you know, smacking him. Jesus, like, what is really? This? He's like, what are you doing? This where he said, That's for May 30th at 2 30 last year. Blah, blah, blah. He cited the time, and the, the kid was just, he totally got busted. That's the way schools should be, and they're not. That's if, what we need. If you we were need late, Mr. Horiza. I need Mr. Horiza to address the country. Yes. If you were late for his class, yep. you had to go like this. You had to lean with your fingers yep. against the wall. Yep. And till he, or you had to sit and watch TV. Down like this. Up How'd you do in that class, Matthew? How'd you? What class did he teach? Math, you said. Uh, he taught math, but he taught me geometry. He never taught me math. He just taught me geometry. The toughest teacher I had in high school is not, it is my favorite teacher, and to this day I still call her Mrs. Rylander. There's mm-hmm. no way, no way I would address her by her first Coaches name. Coaches are the same way. Uh, even to this day, at my varsity baseball, I refuse to call him by his first name. As a matter of fact, I know I know the kids of some of my teachers, and I'll be like, well, how's Mr. Brown doing? Well, yeah, we're yeah. talking about their dad. Right. <laughs> you know? My French teacher was my homeroom teacher, the hardest teacher. I, four years of French I took, and I still talk to him all the time in Who, French. What was the name of my Spanish teacher? Senorita Gonzalez. Hartman? Is that Hill? No, it's St. Thomas. Oh. I, I told know. you that story when I rode the elephant. Yes. 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 So God. She'd be proud of you now with your new fart buttons, too, I'm sure. Just shook her head. Just, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. I knew that's yeah. what he'd end up doing, working for the circus. Say, uh, we have a cargo ship on fire, another one, carrying 2,857 cars, some of which are electric. And that's where the fire is feared to have started. It's called the Fremantle Highway, a cargo ship sailing under the Panamanian flag, carrying 2,857 new cars from Germany to Egypt. It's currently stuck off the northern coast of the Netherlands after a fire erupted, killing one sailor and injuring several, several others. According to a Coast Guard spokesperson, it is believed that the fire originated from one of the 25 electric vehicles on board. However, the official stance of the Dutch Coast Guard via its official blog on the blaze is that the official cause is unknown. At this stage, it is not known which manufacturers had vehicles aboard the Fremantle Highway. Let me pause and give you a a complete aside. If you get an old British car, sports car, uh, Austin Healey, Triumph, I'm sure Porsche does it too. Jag, MG, Tramp. 
You can send to England for a really modest fee and request a heritage certificate. And you will get back all the details of the car you have. Where it was shipped from, what day oh, it was made. A build sheet. A, well, no, it's even more than a build sheet. because they And they include the name of the ship that the car came over oh, the Atlantic really? on. That's Neat. cool. Yeah. I'd like to wow. mock you for that, but yeah. I think that's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, back to this. The blaze erupted around midnight local time. 23 crew members aboard. The uh, blaze spread rapidly, likely due to a combination of the EVs and the fuel in other cars. The crew unsuccessfully attempted to extinguish the blaze before evacuating with several crew members injuring themselves when fleeing. Uh, I think one guy died. It did have a death. Yeah. yeah. The incident immediately calls to mind the 22, uh, 2022 blaze last summer aboard the Felicity Ace, which caught fire in the Atlantic, and nearly 4,000 vehicles were lost, including some of the final u- units of the Lamborghini Aventador Ultima, Why are along we with several Audis, VMWs, and a Porsche 718 Spider. Those, the car companies replaced those cars. Lamborghini had to retool to to make those because they those were the last ones. Oh, Mercedes-Benz has 350 vehicles on that thing. While the cause of Felicity Ace's blaze was never confirmed, it did have several EVs on board, including multiple examples of the Porsche Taycan. Taycan. Uh, earlier this year, a Norwegian shipping company refused to transport EVs due to risks posed by EV fires, which are harder to extinguish due to the chemical runaway from the batteries. Hmm. Wow. Let me tell you something. Those EVs are... Uh, they're a problem, huh, Nasty. Joe? So far, they're more trouble than they're worth. Uh, I guess I'll never get a client that wants me to sell EVs. Probably not. Uh, which is fine with me. I don't care. I, I'm just not a fan yet. I did see a video clip of two EVs that had collided in in trans. Bad scene. Oh my! And it was they weren't big vehicles. It was just two. I don't know if it was a Nissan Leaf, whatever it was. They were two very minute, not miniature, but smaller vehicles. I could not believe the carnage. What are you calling the ship? The Fremantle Highway. Oh, okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. As you were. It looks like a giant ferry more than a ship. Yeah. Well, why do they load them up with so many cars? Well, it's called how what, you make money. That, that's what they do. They're the not going to book a ship and mail over 10 cars. Yeah. 2,857. They should yeah. just get like a big bubble thing, like a hockey thing, the dome. <laughs> Helicopter, no one by one. Yeah, bring them on. Can you oh. picture any of how this might work? They should make them... Um, Oh, the water cars, the aqua car, that like in St. Croix, that car, what are those things called? What are Don't you have what a family that you need to help move right now? Oh, right now they're putting those are together. are called amphicars. Yeah. They have nothing to do with the St. Croix. You might have seen one on the St. Croix. There, I see one annually on the St. Croix. It's one of them, their car boat deals. They were German made. Those what were, were they meant? Were they meant just for pleasure or were they meant It was to... a novelty that it was a boat and a car. A broat. And now they're highly collectible, worth a fortune. I'm shocked that you don't have one. I don't want one. What? Who made those? 
It was a German made. Das hier ist mein Sektor. Yeah. Das hier ist das wichtigste Gerät des Küstenwächter. Das Gerät und das Mayday, Mayday. Hello, can you hear We us? Are can you hear us? Can you We are car sinking. We are sinking. We are car sinking. Hello? This is the German Coast Guard. We are sinking. We're sinking. What are you thinking about? <laughs> Every time. Every time it's funny. Yeah. It's like the art joke. And it's the apprehension that the uh, the German Coast Guard a responder goes up to the, Hello, oh, yeah. this is the German Coast Guard. What are you thinking about? Well, gang, uh, could hey. you take a final timeout, please? Sure, I can All do right. that. I had my thing pulled down. Sorry about that. About? Do you have room to put one in the middle of this break? Yeah, we can do that. So I don't have to clutter up uh, the scramble? Yeah. Is <clears throat> Yes, sir. Scramble <clears throat> to the moon. You ready, Ken? Yeah. Rolling. Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe giving us two fantastic options to save big money on Liberty Safes. First is the Franklin Sale. Um, and here are the options. We get three to choose from, the Franklin 23, the 40, and the 50, ranging in prices from 2949 up to 4349 All three include the E-Lock Kit Plus Accessories. Now, that's a pretty darn good deal, um, but you can choose a different deal, which is also pretty good. It's the 20% off deal. That, this is where now you... you step up to Rich, and you don't even have to whisper. You can say it out loud. Rich, I'm a GLer. And Rich is immediately going to say, you get 20% off any in-stock safe in the house. But remember, the 20% off, it's just for us. Nobody else knows about this one. Uh, so be sure you declare your status when you walk in. Liberty Safe, the best safe ever made right here in the United States of America. Best fire protection you can buy, best value, transferable lifetime warranties. And Rich will set you up with the delivery and uh, setup. Maple Grove Lock and Safe. You'll find the showroom right there in Maple Grove, 6901 East Fish Lake Road, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and 24 hours a day on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Thank you. Did you have a time on that? I can tell you in just a second. You were almost exactly on the money. Uh, f one, 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 three. All right. One, one, three. <clears throat> and let me snip this and we'll be ready to go. Snip this in the bud? Hey, where's Melania Trump? Hidden. She probably left him. Right? I mean, yeah. Her role as the First Lady is done. You know when you, uh... Yes? No. Is that the end of that sentence? Yeah. Um... Operation Stay Cool. You know what it was? Hmm. Oh, wait. July 13th, 06, an excellent show with the hats off to John Burns. With the heat setting in and the media acting predictably uh, hysterical, we get the news of the governor announcing Operation Stay Cool. 
Burns immediately had Brad Lane turn that into a sounder, which we used the whole show. This is an example of quick thinking, yes, a small thing that became important. Just about. July of 06. Is there a hyphen in upnod? If I give you the upnod, Joe? No. It's just two words, all right. No, it's just one word. Oh, upnod is one word? I would write it as one word. I, I might be wrong, but that's how I'm doing it. Let's see what the Google says. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <clears throat> Did Sinead O'Connor go Muslim? Yes, yes she did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Nothing compares to you. Uh, I am ready, gentlemen. Was that Roycey? Yes. What do you want now? He was just ripping you. What did what, what I do? Uh, I don't. I doubt the mayor's uh, level of interest in the P.J. Fleck story. And then he went on to... You know, I knew we were in trouble when they asked us to do two hours of sports talk ahead of GL, and the mayor's interest waned a bit from time to time. <laughs> Joe, well, I don't I, know what story he's talking that's about. That's what he was referring to. It's the most stunning thing I've heard in a long time. Okay, the players. Somebody tell me, where the, is this story? It's an online publication. Yeah. Front, all, front office sports. You have to acknowledge uh, social well, media to, to find it. But That's, it's a real story, Suits. Royce's right. The mayor's interest has waned. You have, you're making a mistake. About what? Social media. It's your whole policy on social media. Yeah. You don't, it's what's killed your newspaper. My God, you have to acknowledge what's going on here. You read today where the Duluth News Tribune sold their building. Can you believe it? To the school district. I didn't know they were only publishing a print edition twice a week. I'm surprised it's that much. To it's be just amazing. It's over. But it's they've. Do you over. think? Don't you think they have an easier time selling ads than you would in a bigger market Probably. like Minneapolis, St. Paul? I yep. think so. It's kind of the same philosophy with small market radio, wouldn't it be, Kenny? Yeah, because our local small town newspapers seem to be doing all right around here, and they're chock full of ads. How many times a week do they? Two in Alexandria, twice a week in Alexandria, and I believe the Fergus Falls Journal is every day, wow. I think. Wow. And the newspaper from my town is once a week, and the only good thing about that is the, uh, the it's called Now and Then, 100 years ago today, that, that column. Love and, that. And the police blotter, which is the longest piece in the uh, paper. God, I love the police blotter. It's so awesome. Called in because a rooster got loose. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So that was bugging Patrick, so he calls you back. <clears throat> oh, he was just having a chuckle. He thought we were done because it was one Joe, it's the most fascinating thing I've ever heard. The players are forced to applaud the coach. Did you read it? Oh, hell no. Okay, then. I get my news from newspapers. Here, what's it called, Reed? We get our sports information from Royce's Twitter account. That's how Randy and I stay informed. What's the, what's the site called? Front Office Sports. Uh, Chris, you're so right. It's Royce, Judd, and Heather Rule. Yep. Those are the three I that's follow I for sports. Oh, and that oh. Uh, hockey chick that's always on with Judd and uh, Mackie Jesse, and Ross. is it yeah. Pierce or Price? Yeah, yeah, Jesse. Pierce. Yeah. 
Does Audra, is it Audra Martin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does she sit by the dugout every game? No, because sometimes she's in the studio. <clears throat> she is very cool. I like Audra a lot. She's about as down to earth as they come. Front office sports, PJ Fleck. Yes, sir. She emceed the night Royce he- was in the Diamond Awards thing. You know, you could revive your career and make a comeback if you'd accept a job writing for an online publication, my friend. Okay, who wrote this? I don't see an author. Former or allegations of toxic culture under P.J. Fleck. Several players interviewed described Clarence Menace claims its workouts were too strenuous. Uh, Oh, it's by A.J. Perez. Does anybody know who that is? Don't know. Let's see. That's one thirty-six. Are you in a hurry? Yeah, I could be. Let's get the weekend rolling. I'm just looking for this clapping when he enters the room part. I would be angry if they clapped for me. Jesus. I like to slide in unnoticed and disappear without a word. Senior reporter at Front Office Sports. Spent more than a decade as a national sports writer at various outlets, including USA Today, Sports, FoxSports.com, et cetera. All right, this is going well, I'm not seeing. Uh, I'm not seeing this stand up and clap. Well, Ricey said stand it. Stand up, Chuck. It's got to be true. Stand oh, up, Chuck. We had to practice giving Fleck ovations multiple times. The first time because some other people in the back room were not moving as quick as he wanted. Uh, two other former. Huh? Two other former players said that Fleck would re-enter a room if he didn't like the ovation he received. Wow. Wow. He must have got the S kicked out of him as a kid, huh? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you turn out like that? Old man syndrome? Well, I, I don't no, I, I don't like that phrase. I, I think it's just a little brain syndrome. Okay. Unless you mean Matthew. Are you looking? Yes. Little brain, or little yes, man, yes, like, yes. like that. That's, that's okay. what I mean. Okay. That's what I mean. Then, okay, yeah. Ready, brah? What happened to my head right here? Well. Well, the spot where you used to have hair. Too much math. Too much math. <laughs> <clears throat> I've got something for suits here when we come back. You're coming back with the scramble? Yes, sir. Yeah. Is this it? It's not going to run, man. Yeah, and I got this week in history. Finally, thank God today is Friday. Yeah, you have no health. You gotta go to the airport. It's a scramble! Suit. What? You really, really 
really let me down today. Okay. And it might be the first time, and I didn't realize it until minutes ago. But you've really, really fallen. You've you once the once a great man has really fallen. Look at the monitor. What do I have perched on my big fat melon? I didn't bother melon? to say anything because I just figured you're not. A, you're just a hopeless case. <laughs> wow. You wore what's a hat today during the whole show. What's wrong with you? What the, what the hell's wrong with you? You mean you're only going to take it off if, if I said something? If the I forgot. I forgot I had it on. If the Pope walked into that studio and sat down, you would make him take his Pope hat off. Right, I would. Yes, his yarmulke. You really got to get your S together, Mayor. I seriously, I knew you were wearing it. I looked at it, and I made a conscious decision. I said, self, he ain't worth the effort. I noticed he had it on. Oh, I didn't say anything. Well, now it's gone. You just, that was hurtful. Right. Well, no, you now tried I'm to hurt me, and I'm hurting back. You really got to get it together, man. <laughs> Other wow. Than that, it's blaming you. Yeah. Seriously. It's my fault. It it's is my your fault, fault that he wore a hat. <laughs> it's your show. Your rules. Uh-oh. You're my. Okay. I'm sorry to do this to you. What do you I'm got? I'm flying blind. 45 seconds. This is going to be a doozy. As Kamala Harris tries to explain the nature of democracy. Are we ready for this, gentlemen? Oh, here we go. Okay, to, hang to, on. To patch things together on a fun Friday. The nature of democracy is, is it's, there, there are two sides to it in terms of the nature of it. There's a duality. Oh, on the one hand, when democracy is intact, it is incredibly strong in terms of the strength it bestows on the individuals in terms of their rights and their freedoms. Incredibly strong in terms of what it does for its people. On the other hand, it's very fragile. Our democracy will only be as intact as our willingness to fight for it. And so fight we must, and fight we will. Was she talking to 12-year-olds? you got to believe in the duality, you know? I drive a tractor in the fall that has duality. See? <laughs> all the way around, all four. <laughs> it's eight, actually. I do have permission, right? Anytime I see a Kamala clip, it oh, gets yeah. played. Yeah. Only because they come to us Nothing. all the way from Fernandine. Wait, wait, wait. Update? From the Orlando, Florida International Airport. <gasps> They're oh. heading on the run again. MCO. From the traveling Lymans, we we received our new 10-year passports, which is why we were staying at the villages. While we were here, we never encountered any swingers or witnessed any of this type of behavior. Well, they're very discreet. We did meet a lot of church-going people of many different faiths. I am just guessing, but maybe Kenny may think that the term church-going is a catchphrase for yeah. the swinger lifestyle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we are fondue, on the move again. <laughs> Orlando, Florida International Airport. Like your Pam story that you built, spam story that you built up and ran out of time and carried it over to the next podcast. We'll let you know on Monday's podcast where we will be. Okie doke. Wow. Wow, they're leaving the beach, huh? Yeah. All right. On this day... Today is uh, July 28th, Joe. In 1861, John A. Johnson 
Minnesota's first homegrown governor was born in St. Peter. A Horatio Alger success story, Johnson worked his way up from poverty to become editor of the St. Peter Herald. A popular figure statewide, he was elected governor in 1905, and his oratorical skills attracted nationwide attention. He died in office on September 21, 1909, cutting short plans to make him the Democratic Party's presidential nominee in 1912. Interesting. Governor John A. Johnson. Never never heard of him. Native born. Hmm. You know, on this day in history in Minnesota, yeah. you, you learn a lot about former governors. Politicians, yes. Uh, most of whom we've never had reason to, uh, to know about. Yes. Uh, John A. Johnson, Matt. Uh, Jess Myers, in an Instagram post, posted a picture, an autographed photo, of a Senator Dave Durenberger and... Who was the Lou guy, Lieutenant Governor, that Pat said? Uh, Lou Wangberg? Lou Wangberg. I just saw that the other day. The hmm. family of Lou Wangberg can rest. He's been found. Because <laughs> he threw out the first ball at a Twins game. Nobody ever heard of him. Right. <clears throat> what, now, who was... He was Al Quee's Lieutenant Governor, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes. I, I would say so. Well, thank you very much, GLers. The scramble light is lit. The garage refrigerator is open. Thank you. And my mother was the calligrapher for Governor Alqui. Was that an official state title? She did all the work for him, yeah. It wasn't an official title. So she knew Lou Wangberg. I'm sure she did. Well, she would have known of him for sure. Yes. Because she probably had calligraphs on for Is him. Al still with us? No. Anything now uh, with Lou? No, He's not, no, no one's no, listening. No, I don't think so. No one's listening. Oh, that's right. We, this is where we have to. I was looking up uh, Al Quee. YouTube, Brooke, YouTube. Well, you can subscribe to Garage Logic, and it's free. Subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube. That's all I got to say. Town Council, you want to get the ins and outs during the breaks? Go to garagelogic.com, and you could get a $10 Frabaloni's Hardware and Garden Store gift card. Happy Friday, Chuck. All the YouTubers I listen to at the end, they all say like, comment, subscribe. Yep. Like, comment, well, subscribe. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if it works or not, but. Okay, I'm gonna scram, am scrape. <clears throat> I'll let you guys know. I'll send you. I'll tweet out some pictures for I, you. It's all right. You're not. Yeah, I, I actually have blocked you on Twitter. I think I know how to unblock you. He's going to create a new account. Yep. Just, to get, just to get you going. I got you. What an SOP. I won't be silenced. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, Joe, yes. What did the fox say? Yes, Rabbi. Where's the fox at? Rabinovitz. God, I love that. Girl. Where are the fox hat? Where the fox hat? When I was visiting my friends back home in Akhtar Makhdi, they said, where are the fox hat? <laughs> I'll see you suckers on Monday. Not yeah. if I see you first. Joe, what? I am ready for you. If you want to worry about something, comma, 
Yep. Worry about the fox and the volcano. Sounds like a kid's book. It does. <clears throat> All right. Uh, we had a lot of climate talk, but what was the... The crux? The crux of it was... Uh, okay, California Mysterians destroy math education. Mysterians destroy math education. Okay. Another electric car fire on a boat. Oh, I know. Okay. Climate change has been elevated to the earth is boiling. Should I use that like quotations? No. Wait a second. What's the uh, exact quote? The era of global warming has ended. The era of global boiling has arrived. Oh, that's pretty damn good. God, I love right that there. quote. That's okay. a, Hold on. Let's do that one. Can you do it again? The era of global warming has ended, comma. Yep. The era of global boiling <laughs> has arrived. Oh, that's that's headline worthy right there, Roycey, and Roos. Oh crap! I need news stories. Tick bites linked to red meat allergy. Surprised you didn't bring that up. FBI tip in 2021 led to interview of man who shot Fargo cop. Huh. So they did know about the guy. Yep. They sure did. Jeez. What was that? Where was that article from, Joe? What? The global boiling. Where did you get that from? In the paper, there's a UN story. Oh, but it was in the strip. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It was. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna. That's where. That's where I got mine. So I need to post a few links. It's only 87 degrees. It's supposed to be nice today. That is unreasonable. And no rain in the foreseeable 12 days. Less humidity, though. That's nice. 59 percent. The dew point is 71 right now. Yesterday afternoon was a bit uh, was a bit moist. Uh, I played golf. Did you make it all the way through? It was through? fine. The, the wind was the savior. It was not a problem. The wind was delightful. I'm surprised you didn't do anything on the uh, the Bitcoin scammer guy. What's that story? I don't know about that one. They dropped all of the campaign finance charges against him. Oh. Ooh. Sam Friedman, whatever the hell his name is. I, I, I was stunned. It's just, it. well, it goes along with there's just, there's two sets of rules. 
you know, if you if you play by one company party line, then you're going to be just fine. He was the largest Democratic donor in 2021, 20, whatever. It, it, it's just okay. How can you take any of this seriously? Is my it was my reaction to it. Oh, I'm sorry, I stopped paying attention to That's you. That's okay. I don't blame you, actually. What did you say? Yep. <laughs> no worries. You know. It doesn't matter what you look like. Um. <clears throat> I think you're putting the kibosh on a great bit, Such. What? That we could milk at live shows, and especially the state fair. What? And I think us sucking would be part of the fun. All right. No, I'm game. I'm game. I'm game. Because <clears throat> we're going to suck. <laughs> well, it's your bit theory, right? It's either got to be a home run or it's got to be so bad it's right. great. Bits either have to fail so horribly that they're hilarious. There's nothing worse than a bit that almost works. Well, we'll probably end up failing, but that is, I don't think that should preclude us from really actually trying. Yeah, you know no, what I we'll mean? We'll try. We'll try. I didn't realize Bernsey was the one that uh, created the Operation Stay Cool sounder. Burns had his moments where he was really sharp. Oh, never snap your fingers at him. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, at Bernsey? Oh, my God. Kenny what learned that the hard way. What happened? I was on the air in the middle of a report, and I didn't know where we were, how much time I had left. And usually you get the producer's attention, and then you point at your wrist, like you're pointing at a wristwatch, and the producer goes, oh, and they give you a countdown from like a 30 second to 10. or whatever, yeah. I snapped my fingers at him. Yeah, and I almost ended up dead in an alley. When, and I just winged it, and I don't know how we got out of it. But after I turned my mic off, he said to me, "You will never snap your fingers at me again." <laughs> what was what was his reason? It's a sign. It's just it's a disrespect. I I get it. But Kenny wasn't doing it out of disrespect. He was merely trying to just get yeah, his I attention. Yeah, I was panicked. I oh, couldn't I thought, get his attention. I thought you were going to tell me it was some flashback to Vietnam or something. <laughs> no, no, he's not that old. No. I think he's probably younger than me. No, it, no, he he felt disrespected. And I was just trying to get his attention because I was in a full blown panic. I didn't know when the you know when my bed or whatever it was was going to run out. But um, when I was bartending. Uh, somebody did that to me at the bar, and I said, congratulations, you will now be served last yeah. for snapping your fingers at me. And they yeah. did it to be a dick. Yeah. My, uh, hey, hey, hey. It was one of those, and I went, oh, congratulations. I'm not really that busy, but guess what? You're now last. <laughs> Deborah would look him in the eye and then go to a different customer. Yep, that's 100%. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. A, you're not going to find a faster bartender than me. And B, now you just got moved to the end of the line. Mm -hmm. So congratulations. Well, you and, when, tough. and when you tip a nickel, the second you turn around, you hit that nickel, Bing! it's to the back of your head. <laughs> <clears throat> but part of that is on the bar. <clears throat> Don't yep. be charging 
195, 495, whatever. Yep. Make sure there's enough change there to make it, you know, at least three quarters mm-hmm. and a dime. You know, come on, man. Well, in fact, everything needs to be just a flat, a dollar, an even dollar amount. That's that's what holds up everything. My well, God. as long as don't give me back five dollars. Give you know, I would rather have four ones. That way, I can slip you a one or a two. You know, yep. two ones. Yep. Because I feel horrible guilt if I don't tip. <sighs> and I've found out. Um, this could be a Seinfeld episode. I figured out how to um, let the person, the bartender, you know, you, you ever go to these places where there's a tip jar right on the counter? Mm-hmm, sure. And, and they go to hand you, you know, a $5 bill and three ones. You just pick out of their hands what you want so they're left holding a couple of bucks. <laughs> and that way they know I just tipped them. Because, you know, they're just going to turn and not see me tip. And I want I want the acknowledgement. Yeah, you're waiting to drop them. <laughs> yeah. All right, all Are you right, looking? Yeah, Are you, you looking? Saw me. You saw me. Because <laughs> I'm convinced that tipping good leads to better service absolutely. minutes later. Yep, absolutely. Well, not a doubt in my mind. Uh oh, what do we do here? Why is this all messed up? There we go. According to Alpha News, uh, Allison, Keith Ellison's family, once owned slaves. Uh oh. I decided not to go with that. What is their source? Well, they seem to have it nailed down. He apparently they were part of the Cree Nation or something. I don't know. I didn't. I you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Did you see that email from Gary with the SNL link? Oh yes. yeah, Joe and I watched it. Okay, good. God, that was that might been might have been one of the best skits they've ever done. He, it, what do you got, Sinbad? It's so funny. <laughs> he was. Easily, and it's all in retrospect because it, we didn't appreciate him at the time. He was the best part. Of, Hartman was the best part of SNL. They had to convince him to do an audition. You're who's kidding? Because well, he was a writer, right? Wasn't he a writer for the staff? No, he was out in L.A. Uh, what's the group in L.A.? Groundlings, and he had a good oh. job, and he did Groundlings part time. And uh, who's Lovitz got the gig? And Lovitz was the go-between between, between um, who runs SNL, what's his name, the old man? Uh, um, yeah, him and Hartman, and had to convince Hartman to come out and audition for it because Hartman thought it was, you know, a waste. This is going to bother me. Why can't I think of his goddamn name? <clears throat> uh, Lauren Michaels. Oh. Anyway, they're saying Tina Fey might replace him, and she should have done that. Should have happened ten ten years ago. It's going to replace Lauren Michaels. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, She should have had that job a long. Yeah, I'm in favor of that. She's funny. Did you ever watch that bit? Meet my meet my next wife. Um, I don't think I did. Oh my God, Kenny, you'll you'll laugh your ass off. They they did it. I think they did it. They did it at least once, but it's not a recurring bit. But the one with uh, Keenan Thompson, <laughs> and then they panned it. It's it's really good. Meet your second wife. Meet your second wife. Yes, that's what it's called. 
from Alexandria, Virginia. He's a software engineer from Palo Alto, California. And he's a financial analyst in Boston, Massachusetts. They may not know it yet, but they're all guests on America's favorite new show, Meet Your Second Wife. Meet Your Second Wife. We're your hosts. I'm Helen Walsh. And I'm Tina Fey. And this is the only show where happily married men get a chance to meet the person who will one day become their second wife. You guys excited? <laughs> Great. Let's meet our first contestant, Brian from Alexandria. Wait, I'm sorry. What is this show now? You'll see. Now, I understand your lovely wife, Samantha, is in the audience today. Yay, Brian! <laughs> she seems great, for now. But, Brian, let's meet your second wife. Oh, oh, no, 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 I did watch this, now that... Your second wife. <laughs> His eyes are as big as saucers. No, nope. nope. I love my wife. She supported me while I've been writing my novel. So, but what if I told you in a few years one of your novels becomes a surprise bestseller yeah. and it's even optioned for a movie? Oh, you're just listening. Yeah. Oh. Then, yeah. yeah. No, Wait, I get it now. I've <laughs> seen it a hundred times. You, you got to bring it up for him. Brian. Just put your headphones on, Such. Sure. Just bring it up for him. All right. What kind of things do you like to do? Oh, Kenny's listening to it, and, and although I, I can't pull it up because then I gotta, I'll have to shut my feet up. Are we on the thing? Yeah, we're still on the council. Oh, it's two o'clock. Let's uh, wish everybody a good weekend. Because right. yeah, I, I, I need to, I need to talk to Sue go for a second. Yeah. Hold on, don't take your headphones off, Joe. Bye, council. I understand your wife Elaine. 